What's up? It's gonna... your boy Jalen Benjamin, and we are back with some more unfiltered and real. It feels good to be sitting down at this mic once again. Chris, how do you, <laughs> we, how do you feel? We're not editing this out. This is going to be unfiltered and real. We got too many episodes to record. This is going to, to be keep doing this. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <sighs> how are you doing? That was so cool. <laughs> If y'all know what just happened right before this, then it'll be funny for y'all too. But anyways, we're not gonna hold back anymore. You know the logistics. I'm your co-host Jalen Benjamin. Co-host. You're my other co-host. You the host. I'm the co-host. You the co-host. <laughs> but you know it feels better to be here in person. This is so what I asked you. What'd you ask me? <laughs> I said it feels great to be here. Let's get all the logistics out the way. I'm your host, Jalen Benjamin. I'm your co-host, Chris. They don't. They need to know your last name. They don't. They do. They don't. They do. They don't. They do. They don't. Anyways, are you ready for some fam talk? Yeah, let's get it. First things first. Do you ever start an argument with friends, relationships, parents, anybody on purpose? No. I do. Why? Um. Okay, there's two reasons. The first thing is... You know, sometimes I feel like I just not getting the energy, the um, the attention that I need. And then the second off is like, it's like sometimes I just be like, I feel like I'm not being told everything. And so, like, if somebody say somebody look at me, why are you looking at me like that? Like what? Oh, oh, you didn't see how you was just looking at? Oh, okay, then if you didn't see it, but I just know you gave me a look. And I felt like it was an energy, and I know I ain't do nothing, and started something like that. So it's multiple reasons why. But it's a real thing. A lot of people do go out here starting with issues in their relationship-wise, though. I feel like that's a waste of time and energy just to start an argument for amusement and entertainment. Like, it's no point of causing something when y'all could just be smooth sailing. Looking back on, like, any argument that you ever had in any of your relationships, do you think at a certain point that... They may have started arguments just because. Probably, yeah. I think in most relationships, it, every relationship I'm telling y'all has at least three of them. At least three of them that it's just been just because. But let's move right along to the next topic. Saving an argument for later. Have you ever saved an argument for later? Like, say y'all going to an event and y'all got to act cordial, like y'all cool, all friendly, blah, 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 blah. But knowing in the back of y'all head that y'all finna get back into a whole nother argument when y'all get home or when y'all get on the phone for later. So have you ever saved an argument for later? I haven't saved the argument for later. I feel like other people saved the argument for later because I feel like if you don't talk about an issue now and then, you know, it's seasons. It grows, you know, other issues form from that one problem. So I like to take care of it all right there. I don't like to leave loose ends. I like to clean them up. And say if you might lead an argument for later, you know, y'all might go on a little date or something, go out. Y'all have a good time. Then you forget about the issue till it reoccurs and happens again. But the thing I have to say is that, say you go into an important event and, like, and y'all get into the argument right before you get out the car. At that point in time, that's not the time to, you know, it's not the time to address no, it right then no, and there. No, no, no. We're going to take care of it right then and there. Because whatever event we go to, I don't care if it's a funeral or a wedding, that's going to be put on pause. We're going to take care of what we got 
here and then continue with what we had a funeral. Okay, <laughs> at a funeral. You tell me you going to a funeral. Y'all have an argument about God knows what, but you feel like this is the right point right now to talk about this at a funeral. I promise you, Chris. If you one of these little hood rats that you bring to my wedding, Shoot. if they act out and you have to address something. During my wedding, then we, me and you, are going to have it. Like, I feel like that's disrespectful. Like, you have to know the time and the place. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. But after this, we'll be right back with some more Unfiltered and Real. And we are back with some more Unfiltered and Real. Let's jump right back into some fam talk. So, Chris, when you are in an argument, do you ever find yourself saying sorry first? No. No? Hardly. If if I say sorry, I really gotta hardly. It's not all the time. If I say sorry, it really gotta be my fault. Well, I'm just letting y'all know. I think I can count on my hand, one hand, to people in my life that I've ever said sorry to, because I'm hardly ever wrong. So I don't have those issues. So if you've ever said sorry first, what caused you to say that sorry? Um. If I'm in the wrong, that would have caused me to say that. Sorry. But no, you can't just say that because some people, it takes a lot for them to actually admit that they're in the wrong. If you know, like, if you understand what I'm saying, like some people, they can't just admit that they're in the wrong. It takes more than that for them to get to that point. So, like, is it like after somebody tells you stuff or y'all sit down and talk about it? Like, how do you just know that you're in the wrong? Sometimes it could be we might sit down and talk about it, or if I'm just honestly in the wrong. You know, I'm the type of person I can understand where I'm in the wrong, but I'm not going to go sit up here and say sorry for something I know I ain't do. But you're 90% in the wrong. Anyways, let's move on from family talking. Let's jump right into some hot topics. Los Angeles City Council unanimously approves plan to release police officers with trained crisis responders for nonviolent callers. I think this is where we stopped that last episode. Because I remember reading this. So I think this is where we stopped it. I think we're about to start this, and this is where we stopped it. So what is it? what are your thoughts on Los Angeles, you know... Basically, all deciding to, you know, replace the police officers with trained crisis responders for, like, the calls. I feel like that's better because in a lot of situations, you might need trained responders. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when someone calls you and tell them, oh, this exact thing is happening, they send out that exact responder to mm-hmm. go help with that. Instead of just sending you an officer when nine times out of ten, you might not even need that officer. My whole thing is, is why is it that... I feel like a police officer should be trained in everything that their job consists of. I feel like it shouldn't, like, we have the trained people that can talk about this and talk about that and talk about that. But at the end of the day, the police are out there that's in the field. They are the ones that need to, excuse me, they are the ones who need to know how to handle these situations because not at all times we are going to be able to have the crisis responders out there. What if something like 9-11 happened? Who we calling? Firefighters. But still, they needed the police help too. But when I said, like, when I said that police need to be, you know, in a little training for longer, like, you know, you got a lawyer mm-hmm. who's in there for like minimum eight years plus. Doctors, you got these people in schooling for years. People want to say, oh, no, these people don't uphold the law. But if you need, you, you need them to have certain trainings, they need to be in school longer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of issues don't happen. 
So if you want them to be like that, you know, have more training on all these topics, and they're going to need to be in a little training school for a couple of years. So it should be like, I think, if you know, to become a lawyer, you have the four years, and then you have the three extra years, and to become a judge, you know, more school, doctors, nurses, same thing, you have a lot of school. To become a police officer, it needs to be more schooling, honestly. That's what it all comes down to, is that they need more schooling. But let's move, oh, can I say something? No, I'm about to say, because, you know, other countries, like, the police, like, like you know, kill rate is, mm-hmm. like, three. Yeah. Et cetera. You come to the U.S., it's in, like, in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. A lot of the police forces in other countries aren't dead set on force. You know, they handle situations differently. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's too late for the police units and, you know, branches now because a lot of them are being disbanded or yeah. new thing it's just too late at this point well Jeffrey Epstein's former associate got Maxwell Gilan you forgot the IS Gilan Maxwell that's how you said you I don't watch this show on Netflix I don't watch the documentary well her parents need to go back and change this because what the because this I'm telling you how it's spelled it's not, I believe her name is what Gilandia, but it's spelled. <laughs> you don't see nothing. But it's spelled Gislaine. It's Gilan. But you see the Gislaine. It's Gilan. Okay, Gilan, Jeffrey Epstein's former How's associate. How's Jose spelled? Okay, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Jeffrey Epstein's former associate, Gilan Maxwell, has been arrested. What are your thoughts on this? You know, you know everything about this man. You've been so, talking about this man. You're obsessed with this man and his case. So how do you feel, Chris, about her finally being arrested? You know, when it comes to her being arrested, to the people who has done wrong, it was some sort of justice due to the fact that when Epstein was about to get charged, he appeared dead in his cell magically. You know? Yeah. So it's some form of justice, but it would never be that real justice they needed because it's not the, from the person who touched them and did everything. Mm. It's someone who, you know, set up certain things, had a hand in it, but it's still not that person who did it to you. Yeah. Well, let me read something before you continue. The FBI has taken Jeffrey Epstein's former associate, Yilan Maxwell, into custody. According to ABC News, she has been charged by the Southern District of New York for conspiring to enhance... Entice, I'm sorry, entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, perjury, and other offenses. Federal prosecutors in New York also allege that Maxwell helped Epstein recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse girls as young as 14. She was taken into custody in, ba- in Bradford, New Hampshire, earlier this morning. We'll keep you up to date as the story continues. So, as you were saying, Chris? Um... When it comes to Gilan, well, when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein and then Gilan Maxwell, the circles that they knew, it was huge. You know, they knew Trump, they knew Prince's, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, when she gets arrested, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, she sells out a lot of people. And that, I feel like that's another reason why Jeffrey got killed, too. And his, well, the, in Suicide, if you watch the documentary, you have a, a whatchamacallit, Forensic, what's the people who... Forensic scientists? Yeah, go over his body and they were saying like, there's no way that how he died, there's no way that's a suicide. So there's a lot of speculations on how he died. I would say it would have to do with the people he knew and not to be sold out. Excuse me. I personally feel from the bottom of my heart that 
it just turns to be she knew everything that was going on no matter how much she wants to deny and all that she knows everything that was going on should she be charged yes but i want to talk to the people that you know always come for the um always come for the people that say they they say that rapes them or touched them inappropriately or assaulted them whatever it may be you know who this girl is you know who the other girls like her is because let me tell you chris when all of them sitting down in the courtroom or with their lawyers and they talk or trying to get their stories because at the end of the day let me tell you something at the end of the day no matter if you the person that felt like the assault was on you or not y'all all gonna be trying to make sure all y'all stories match some type of way because y'all trying to take this person down we all watch how to get away with murder. We all watch any, many other shows that have to do with court. Everybody knows how it is. Y'all trying to get this person taken down. But I'm telling you, in all these stories, I bet her name came up. It I is. bet her name came up. But this is the thing. You never hear about this stuff in court. You never hear about the people like Guy Landria in court. It's not. Well, Guy Land, whatever. You never hear. You never hear about this stuff. So I feel like, yes, she needs to be charged to the fullest extent. But also, let's go back to all those other cases that you had people getting raped and assaulted and touched inappropriately and drugged. Who were their people? Who was their Guy Landrias or Guy Land? Who was theirs? Because I'm telling you, all of their stories, I bet you she was a part of it. I bet you she probably gives them nightmares more than he does. Because as a female, how could you stand with that? And you can't tell me they wasn't sleeping together. You can't tell me they wasn't sleeping together. A lot of the girls said that they would feel safer. Well, they they more feel like it was okay because she was there. And that's what I'm saying. How could she? How? Like, they they were sleeping together, too. I don't care. They was. I don't think so. She was only a little girl. Mm, and she probably said, "For me, I don't know what she was in there for either. Anyway, I don't know what she was getting out of it. Maybe she was infatuated with Jeffrey, wanted him to get his whole because she was a former associate. That means she worked for him, so she had some type of like. How did they get close? You know, Arrow, right? Yeah. You know how Felicity she worked all the way down in the IT department at the beginning of the series. So it's like they had to cross paths at some point. Gilland and Jeffrey." But I just, I just want to know what makes she, you. She has to be obsessed with him, or something of that nature, to be that loyal to him. He can't be obsessed with her if he just well, guess what? Little girl. He did, and she ain't going to jail for the rest of her life. So it's nothing more to it. Let's move right along. Trial of Derek Charvin, officer, and I think that's how you say his name. Officer involved in death of George Floyd. One second, it's popping up. I don't know what's going on. Officer has been set for March 2021. Chris, you talk and then I'll say my input. The trial of this man, head man in charge, of the death of George Floyd has been set for March 2021. By that time, we're going to forget about it and there's going to be other (laughs) events that happen. That's so far away. Now, let's pause right there. Let's pause right there. Let's pause right there. Let's pause right there. Because I remember a couple episodes ago when I said people are going to forget. 
They already forgetting. You said when stuff like this. But I want you to just know what you said. You were so adamant that people wasn't going to forget, Chris. You were so adamant that this was going to change. You were so adamant that all this was going to change. I'm seeing it now that people are already forgetting. Like, the protesting is going down. And that's what I've been trying to say this whole time. That people want so much for change, but at the end of the day, they forget so fast. Their attention span isn't long enough for change. They need to go out there and vote. They need to go out there and put their best foot forward. They need to go out here and read up who the candidates actually are. Who are they voting for? What are the policies that they want to enact? But the fact that this man... His trial is not even set for March 2021 until March 2021. What do you have to review? Not the, what, what? Please let me know what, what they have to review. trying to make. Because, and I bet you he's going to get time served. Oh, yeah. I know he's going to get time served. Yeah, he's probably going to get like a couple months. I guess they're probably going to say what? He's going to get 13 months, something plus additional time served. It's going to be something. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, when it comes out, his time is going to make it seem like... He's going to have a long time in there, but the time served. Him. And when he get out of jail, I'm telling you, he ain't going to serve that full time either. Mm-hmm. He, he'll probably serve five years max in prison. I'm telling y'all. Mark my words, five years from now. But let's read on up on this. George Pete set a date of March 8th for the trial of Officer Der- Derek. Former officer accused of ki- kneeing on George Floyd's neck, ultimately causing him to succumb to his death. The location of the trial is said to be determined at a later date. The court doc shows all defendants are scheduled to appear in the court on that day. Whether or not they will be tried together or separately will also be determined at a later date. Also, according to documents, the questionnaire of the jury is expected by November 1st, 2020 in order to proceed with the juror selection. As we previously reported, Derek is on trial for second-degree murder. His counterpartner, Thal... I can't say these people's names. This is a Chinese lady. The Chinese one and Lane will be tried for aiding and abetting second degree murder. And this case has a gag order, so you know we won't know anything that's going on with it. <clears throat> we won't know nothing that's going on with this whole case. And again, I feel like that's kind of like something's going to go down. Like, because the gag orders are only put in place because if there's a mistrial, Nobody should know the reason why. That's the only reason a gag order is ever put in place. They're setting us up for a mistrial. Why are you smiling? What you got to say? Well, I haven't been watching I don't, How to Get Away with Murder too much. They're setting us up for a mistrial. And it's, it, it, it's just as plain as day. <sighs> Let's keep on moving on. Meek Mill is being sued for copyright. Infringement. I was going to say, that's not that word. Infringements for allegedly stealing lyrics to two songs. This is your category. This is your world. How do you feel? Because this has been something that's been going on for a little minute. Everybody's been saying, and I want to speak on it as well as it goes for TikTok too, but also everybody's been so hooked on this person stealing my stuff, this person stealing my stuff. When ultimately, I just think that everything just seems so much alike because nobody's original anymore. I don't feel like they're 100% stealing. I just feel like we do so much of the same stuff. Everything just seems so much alike. But you're in the music industry. You're a rapper. So when it comes to somebody stealing work or allegedly stealing work, how do you feel? I feel like when you're an artist, the art really comes from what you... 
it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it because everybody's rapping about the same thing, everybody's singing about the same thing. Whether in a pop song it's about this girl, this love, broken heart, mm-hmm. this relationship, or it's in the rap music where it's about music, car, money, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's how you put the words and how you say it. That's what true art is in music. You making a catchy song out of something, it could have been said a thousand times, but if you word it differently, mm-hmm. that's a real art into it. Yeah. So when it comes to like the copyrights, I mean, there's only a number of things. There's only a number of words really in the dictionary. And that's how I feel. And as far as TikTok, when I was but, talking about, oh, continue. But if you're like, say if like, this is a rap song, mm-hmm. the cat in the hat, some, some, some. And then as an artist, you go say them exact same words, then you should get sued. Because you're just pretty much stealing exactly what someone else spent the time on and did and worked on. Like if someone did, we doing our fitting real right now. Someone go steal our whole entire podcast. Okay, that's one thing, what you do. But the whole thing about, I've heard no, okay. Medusa, Medusa, Medusa here. You know, yeah. I've heard that probably like five times by five different people. Um, so, you're telling me, I just personally, I wouldn't say that you deserve to be sued because okay, everybody you know, has you, used you know where wrong from everybody. You wouldn't know where wrong mm-hmm. you got. Death must be easy because life is hard. You want to know who he got that from? He got that from Fifty Cent in a song called Mini Man. Now you might you could you could you like I would say it's okay. You can use it, but like you know, little that's a few words. But not the whole entire song, you know, not the whole entire verse. Yeah. And we growing up, we coming around right now saying, death must be easy because life is hard. Mm-hmm. What he do with that song? Is that all he... No, that man that made a whole song out of that song. Yeah. Rather but, than transform But that. it's like... But but we have to, like, lyrics from two songs. It's not saying stealing two songs. It's saying just lyrics. I didn't hear Rod Wave, Youngboy, um, Roddy all say Murder, She Wrote. Those are lyrics. Yeah. It's like if we're really gonna say like, like, how are we really gonna like say that but, these people can't use these lyrics? But when it comes to the music industry, like, even a lot of people, I, you're right. A lot of people say "Murder She Wrote," but what two lyrics did he like? What exactly did he steal? How much of it did he steal? If it's just one little word, two little words, that's That's why it's not telling us. It's just saying Meek Mill is being sued for copyright for stealing lyrics to two songs. It's saying from two songs, he stole lyrics from somebody. So one second, it's coming up. When it comes up, we can read. So it says, Meek Mill just can't stay away from the drama this week. Following his title fraud with academics, he is now the target of copyright infringement lawsuit, accusing him of copying two songs from a Philly record company, according to Bossip Official. Dream Rich Entertainment is accusing Meek, his record label, Dream Chaser, and parent company, Atlantic Records of Civil Conspiracy to Commit Copyright Infringement. The complaint revealed Dream Rich is alleging that Meek stole its copyrighted songs and passed them off as his own on his last album, Champions. In other words, Dream Rich officials are claiming Meek didn't write the lyrics to at least two of his songs on that album. The songs in questions are 100 Summers and the rest we have to oh, click. I kind of I okay. get what's going on. Now I get it. So... It's not just lyrics. It's two songs. It might be somebody on the same label 
who wrote them songs or he not giving credit to, you know, so that's why they're really suing them. But this is the thing. This is the thing. And I know this from the music industry, from like knowing people that do it and watch it and like, because I want to do management and all that. The thing is, if Chris, if you're signed to, say you're signed to Atlantic Records, mm-hmm. somebody else is signed to So So Dev, somebody else is signed to um, Capital. Mm-hmm. You got these three, right? Say Capital and Atlantic, they, they go inside with each other. So like all their artists yeah. do stuff together. Somebody, the two CEOs may pull something from Atlantic. They was like, oh yeah, we don't want to, like, can we buy a couple songs off you to see if they will fit any of our artists? Or like, could we see a couple songs and see if they fit our artists? They take those songs. They, your manager's like, okay, I want you to look at a couple of these songs, hop on, let me see how it sounds. Send it up to the head people, all that, blah, 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 blah. They like it. It's a green light. It's a go. When you're signed, they pick the songs that go on your album. So... That could have been this same situation that the songs could have just been passed through and the record label decided to do that. And that's what I say. When people are in contracts, I don't think you could sue them. I feel like that's not fair because they only put out what their label allows them to put out. That's what people to forget. If they're going to sue, they need to sue his, his label. Yeah, you can't sue him. Because now, if it turns out that it wasn't the label who did it, then the label can countersue Meek. That's one thing. But to say that basically to come after Meek, and I don't like Meek Mill. Like, I like his music, but him as a person, I don't like him. But I'm going to sit here and say that that's dead wrong. You can't come after this man because everybody knows when you're in a contract, you cannot release an album. You can't pick what's on your album without... The head people say so. So, what were you about to say? No, I was about to say, I ain't like me either when I was younger. Like, it was just off of what Drake was saying, you know, what academics were saying about me. But then I was really sad. I was like, why don't I like this man? So I listened to his music. Now I like me. I still don't like I, I mean, his music is okay and all, but. Anyways, let's move on to the next topic. NFL to play the Black National Anthem, lift every voice, and sing before every week one game. Thoughts on that? Hold on, are we still having an NFL season? Wait, Black National Anthem? Yeah, there's a Black National. Anthem? They have to every voice and sing. Play you know, it. You never heard it. Play it. Okay, let me play that one. Shit. Cause you know I know a song, but I don't know the name of the song. One second, you guys. We're gonna go pull this up. <sighs> one second, my max is loading. No. Okay, oh. I did not. Okay, we're gonna play this. You know this song. I think I'm doing But yeah, that's I it. I feel like this is fabulous, though, right? Because I feel like, why? If y'all ain't do it in the first place, why y'all doing it now? 
if why do two different things? Like, why do you have the national anthem and then you have this song to do just for the blacks? Why I don't think, have separate things? I think even if it's not, but why not? You should have did it right the first time. It's either we have something that everybody can stand for, and nothing. But at that's all. the thing. That's America is not, it's the same reason as why people don't want to celebrate the Fourth of July. Everybody's trying to find something different to stand for. The national anthem, just like the Constitution needs to be redone, the national anthem needs to be redone. That's no lie. The national anthem have been redone multiple times, but the difference is they only added words to it. Maybe it's time for a whole different song. I don't disagree with them playing this with the other national anthem, but I will say is just playing it for that first week of every game, that's just preseason. Playing it just for one week of every game that's coming on, that's pointless to me. I say play it the whole season. Play it for the rest of the NFL. Like, why is it that it's just been played that one time? I feel like now you're just doing it because of everything that's going on. Okay, let's make it seem like we up with them, that we agreeing with them. Let's not let them think nothing else. And that's the fake stuff. And that's what I don't stand for. But let's move right along. Walmart is going to transform their storage parking lot into drive in movie theaters this summer. Something over with it, ain't it? it it's over with it. <laughs> we in July. I mean, we got a couple more weeks, but how do you feel about this? I feel like if you walk into Walmart and you seeing these people looking hot, man. First off, I'm going to be yeah. mad because Walmart already got too much going on right now. So the fact that I'm trying to go find me a parking spot and these people out here with their fold-up chairs watching a movie... Taking up half the parking spot with Auntie Sheba over there with the hot and ready pizza from the Caesars and with their bad baby kids running around in circles. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be mad. I'm, I'm going to be mad. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. Right after this, we'll be back with some more Unfiltered and Real. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm an ape, but I turn into ducks. Niggas know how I be on my songs. Bitches, I use some of the fishes. Nigga, fed me, I live on sticks. I can fuck with niggas who snitching. Take me to court, I swear I ain't did it. Play on me, I'll put your ass in your fitting. Niggas know what the life that I'm living with. Thanks again, I like you drilling. Nigga, I know that ain't how you living. Proceed with caution, I might be a killer. Fucking on boo, won't care about the feeling. Niggas say, man, I'll be getting your back. If you say, man, put your head in your lap. There ain't no cap, hang your lap. Nigga, I clap. Let me put that shit back. Psych, leave your ass down like a bite me. Why you so brown? High like a kite. I'm a tax shark. I got a few stripes. Call me a Tony a ticket. I keep my hand on the trigger. My cut me up all like a fishing. Drink that liquor. These fires. I send a dinner. Summer or deep. I'm summer. There's no dimmer light. This is my life. I've been in the deep and you would think that I've been sinking. But how can I sink? I'm a shark. I've been used to the dark. Hitting nigga point like a dark. Smoking our carts. Smoking our gas. I think I'm a fart. I'm a badass jit like Bart. I can run but hit your ass with thunder. I'm a ring and stunner. Me, my boy, I'm going like dumb and dumb. What's your shit up like the plum? Shooting shit, lot like drums. All you see is raw colors. You in the big deep blue. Where the great white shark? Snap your ass in two, you go missing with no clue. You get stepped on like new shoes. Your family fucked around and caught the blues. Eyes, tears, nose running like they caught the flu. I don't need you bitches, I'm bigger than money, so get the fuck out of my face. I'm rocking the scully, I feel like a bully, so give me the shit in the safe. I just got the 30, I swear the bitch blow your blow, it's right to your face. When it comes to that money, I'm running up on me, feel like I be running a race. I just got a brand new Glock from God, I ain't even popping yet. I don't know where you come from, I know 
I came from, I came from the projects I stay with that glizzy, I'm down to get busy, show me what I offset at You must be a dummy, you play with my money, rap you with your boss at I'm a at your house, I don't think that he want it He said that he ripped, but I know he phoned Cause we's on that snap, but that's really his home. That package came in, it was right like a monkey Got a joy for a hundred, gotta get you some money These niggas said that I'm bombing You niggas know how I'm coming Hunter around, show me, you know that I'm dumping Yeah, she was real, but she fucking my homie Move to the back, I'ma get to this money I'm smoking all Cali, some more up in Germany I don't care who you is, please do not come for me Yeah, choppers out, choppers, catch bodies out bodies These these on my neck and I feel like I'm caught Stone on my wrist and this look at that sorry I slam on you niggas, I feel like I'm caught Pull up, we hit it, they can't hit the twitches They talk like they body, these niggas some bitches Throw third on my name like they know how I'm living No care about these souls, they just want some attention I'm still on probation, ain't going to prison I sat with that glizzy, it's ready to empty Feel all that head in the eyes since he envy Down on my ass when they got me a penny Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah Bitch ass nigga, what the fuck you talking about, bitch? Thought the fuck you coming, nigga? Welcome back, Tom Filton Real. Anyways, let's jump right back into it. Five-star college basketball recruit Makur Makur Maker commits to Harvard. Making up, messing up. I don't know these people's names. I'm sorry that they parents um, commits to Harvard Howard over UCLA to inspire others to attend HBCUs. I go to PWI. Um, this is how I feel. I'm going to take this first. Then you can talk. HBCUs, that's great. I feel like everybody should have that experience if that's what they want. But I'm tired of people saying that black people need to go to HBCU. They need that culture. They need this. It's not for everybody. Okay, it's good for them to know their culture. Guess what? My school offers African-American studies. My school offers intro to African-America. Like, my, I go to Georgia State University. My school... It's a PWI, but it's predominantly black. So it's like, just because you don't go to an HBCU don't mean that you won't get that college feel. We have frats. We have fraternity. I mean, we have frats and um, sororities. Fraternities and sororities. That's what I was trying to say. So I just need, I feel like people need to stop saying that you need to go to an HBCU because I know people that went to an HBCU and hate that. And it's just not for them. I love my PWI and I love my university. So, but Chris, go ahead and say. Oh, I'm not gonna say what I feel about HBCUs. Say it. Like this some... is unfiltered and real. <laughs> That's gonna start something over here, and I feel like people are gonna think I'm throwing shots. But when it comes to HBCUs and stuff like that, I don't think everybody doesn't need to go to a HBCU. Oh, your Mac done died. I just died. Oh, rest in peace. Well, you know. Anyway, the rest of the. So it's going to be on my Yeah, let's opinion. go ahead right over to Chris's segment so we can finish up today's episode. What is it that you have to tell us? Okay. What I have to tell you guys. Mm. Okay. Drum roll, drum roll, please. Drum roll. <laughs> right. So with my piece of the episode, you know, I'm going to be going over Stone Mountain in Georgia. Okay. We've, we've been we've been where, you know, we've been over there with Sue, your girl Sue. Okay. You know... <laughs> Y'all two get along very well. So pretty much what Stone Mountain is, pretty much three of the most influential men of the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and Stonewall Jackson, are carved into a granite that is 400 feet above the ground. It's called Stone Mountain, and it's the largest monument to the Confederacy in Georgia and in the world. Now, with that right there, Stone Mountain is pretty much a hotspot for clan members to meet up, 
you know, Confederates to meet up, all that. Mm-hmm. I ain't know that till recently. Mm-hmm. And you don't have us driving around Snailsville earlier this year, just have me, you know, practically not knowing none of this. So pretty much over the weekend, what happened was that over a thousand Black Panthers marched on Stone Mountain. Mm-hmm. Here's some audio. Y'all can't really see the video. But it's over a thousand Black Panthers gathered together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mind you, all, all a thousand of them armed. They down for whatever. And I pretty much like that. I kind of like that. They, you know, they're not scared of nothing. The whole everything that's going on, they not scared. They pulling up. Question. So there are they trying to take this monument down? I don't think they were trying to take it down. It's more of like y'all not scaring nobody. Cause imagine that. You KKK, you Confederates, mm-hmm. Confederates. You hearing about a thousand Black Panthers? I thought them boys was dead. I thought there were no longer no more Black Panthers. They marching on your territory. The people yeah. you hate, black people, armed on your territory. Yeah. How you feeling? I want to say something on the statues and stuff like that while we're on it. The ripping down of these statues, the dismantling them. Chris, I'm sorry to say it, and to anybody out there that I offend, I don't agree with it. I totally disagree. I feel like it's taking away history. And I feel like we worked so hard to get this part of history and learn it and understand it. And it's like, even though it's the bad stuff, I think everybody still needs to know about it. So just mentioning the statues and all that, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. Hmm. I'm not. But we have to go um, for today. We have so much fun. Time flies by every time. But don't worry, we have so much more on Filtering the Real to go. We have such a long season still to come. Um, you can follow me at ysl.jalen. My username is back, so you can follow me at ysl.jalen. Where could they find you at? K.A.A.P.P.E. on Instagram. And you can follow the Instagram page at unfiltered underscore and underscore real. I love you and Chris loves you more. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Legendary.
got the skills to pay the bills, stay busy earning my pay. Do what I do, keep pushing through every day, all day. Come say it to my face if you got something to say. Just wait and see. They gon' talk about me. And things won't never be the same. I'm gonna be very legendary. And the whole world's gonna know my name. Are you ready? Legendary Are you ready for me? 